What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 117, here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm doing any better than Tom Brady is right now. I'm sure you saw this. Tom <laughs> Brady is now an official football club owner and not American football. Birmingham City has got a good one there. Uh, but no, I, I, listen, this episode 117, I, I can't be any better right now because transfer window is like fully open. If it was partially open before, the window is fully open now. And um, really good players are flying through it. We got Manchester leading the way, both Manchesters landing big targets. We've got AC Milan and the rest of Serie A heating up. Uh, we've even got some other ones that are under the radar. I mean, I can't even keep up, man. Uh, so I'm dizzy. How how are you doing with all of this activity? I love how you're mentioning the Manchester. The Manchester clubs, the AC Milan. AC Milan transfers, a lot to talk. <laughs> but people, make sure you put your thoughts in the comment section about all the topics that you can see right now in the description. Go check out the description and give your opinions on these topics. We want to see your <laughs> thoughts, people. But yes... Manchester United and Man City ain't playing in this transfer window. Tenag yes, wants to remain in the top four. And Pep Guardiola wants to make history in becoming the first English team ever to win four, four Premier League titles in a row. If Man City do that, like that will be mad. And Joshko Guardiola is the type of player you need to make that happen. So that is uh, yeah. 90 million. 90 million that, for Guardiola, and I think he yeah, deserves well, it. Deserves it. Yeah, no, but the the, the Guardiola transfer, right? It, mm -hmm. It's it's like a double slap in the face to Manchester United, right? Uh, not only does Josco Guardiola, literally the hottest young defender on the planet right now, mm -hmm. right, land in Manchester, fortifying an already ridiculously deep defense mm -hmm. under Pep Guardiola. That's slap number one. But the double slap comes in the fact that he still gets in just under Harry Maguire <laughs> as the most expensive defender of all time. So it's as if they're like, as if they're solidifying Harry Maguire's status as one of the worst transfers of all time at the top. Thanks, Manchester United, for doing that, right? Uh, and Josco Gavardiol is right below him, number two most expensive defender of all time. And listen... Josco Gavardiol, we all know that the only people out there that have a negative about Gavardiol show Lionel Messi turning him in the World Cup. That's oh, yeah. it. That's, That's the true. only real, like, negative you have about Gavardiol. And he's still, this, he was in the team of the tournament, of the World yeah, Cup, exactly. regardless of that, that moment. You, like <laughs> you, took the words, you took the words right out of my mouth with that, and that is 100% correct. And Gavardiol joins. This is not Gavardiol on an island. This is not Gavardiol by himself. Yep. This is Gavardiol joining an already insanely cohesive, ridiculously deep defensive um, uh, mm -hmm. unit. Uh, and and just God help the Premier League getting through that. It'll be I, really, really interesting to see. I want to say I yeah. agree with you, Bretson. And put in the comment yeah, yeah. section your thoughts about Man City and like, like Man City video. But I just want to say you said deep. Deep with Man City, yeah. and I agree with you defensively, but offensively and in midfield, they're not looking sure. as deep as they did last uh -huh. season. Man City have lost Kundoga. Man City could be could be losing Bernard Silva. They lost Mahrez. Like people are starting yeah. to say, 
what's gonna happen, Man City? We don't. We, Man City have only got Guardiola and Kovacic, and they have let go yeah. Mahrez, they've let go Gundogan, and they might be let going of Bernard Silva. And Bernard Silva is irreplaceable. No one, only Lionel Messi, but he's gone to Inter yeah. Miami. Bernard Silva, no mm. one can do what he did for Man City in the Champions League. So that's a big problem. They're not as deep offensively. So I want to see who they get. I would like a lot. I want to say to people, the best substitute, the best player to replace the departure of Mahrez, I have no doubt that it is Jeremy Doku of Stadchen. The pace, the finishing that he has at his young age. He has experience in the Belgium national team. And I guarantee you, with Pep Guardiola, Doku would be scary. Scary. Doku, Haaland, Foden. Like, imagine saying to us a year ago, two years ago, with the potential that all these three have, that they would be together. Yeah. That's mad. And with, with Guardiola there, like, move, like teaching them, I really believe that is a possibility. So that's how I would move things with Man City. And I believe a winger will definitely be coming to Man City well. this transfer window. Definitely, bro. I I I, I love the. Do I mean, we love Doku. Um, I think the only knock on Doku is the fact that he gets knocks, right? That's the only yeah. knock on Doku. Holland too he is running at full time. Yes, Holland too, and he has obviously improved in that department since moving to Manchester City. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm with you. That that is the only question mark. It is the only question mark about this Manchester City squad, and 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 it is whether or not they can refill that depth. And you're right. If Bernardo Silva goes, this 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 changes the team and the attack uh materially i mean hell on uh i just re-watched the other day because it happened to be on uh the manchester city's dismantling of real madrid mm. and bernardo silva was literally like all of that he was mm -hmm. that game that leg that sending real madrid the defending um champions league champions home packed and yes that materially changes things but i'm going to throw another name into the mixer mm. beyond jeremy doku who is ridiculous 1v1 amazing dribbling ability and just he's like a bull in the china shop uh and this is a little different different wing but michael Olise is out there um no, you know being City, no. talked about City, being talked no. about i know but why not to, why not the city because, because imagine, I'm going to say, why not to City? In my point of view, I think he would be a great yeah. added value. But okay. I think he's better for other teams because if he goes to City, he's competing with the Bruyne. He's comp competing with Foden. And, like, I really believe yeah. Bernard Silva and Olise, very different in my point of view. Very different. Yeah, but depth, depth is depth. Yes. And you're talking, about a young, you're talking about a young kid who's a year or two behind mm -hmm. and also has his knock issues behind a Phil Foden in terms of years, uh, just coming off of 11 assists, right, in the Premier League, uh, one of the, I think, the youngest top assister in the league. Um, and uh, I, I think he would need a year or two to kind of get blooded into the situation and can, could play on the wing as well. So I, I really, I think if you look internally, I mean, Chelsea's going to get another lottery ticket. They're probably going to go after him too. I, I, but yes, Doku obviously is that, that high flyer. Or you trust the academy, man. No, you no, Carlos Borges. Um, Carlos Borges has been sold to Ajax. Gone. 19 million. Yep. I think it's the right choice, Oof. too, by Carlos Borges. And I forgot to say, in the departures of Man City, that I did yep. say one thing, too, which is massive. <laughs> Walker. Walker leaving. Another captain, too. So you have Gundogan, Walker, leaving in the same window. Again, I do not know how they're going to move with this. I know they have a lot of depth. 
But still, I see I see opportunities. And when you see Arsenal going well with Declan Rice, it makes you think. But mentioning Man United, I want to say. Man mm. United with Rasmus Winterhoyland. Look, I think he was the yeah. best available for under uh, 75 million, which was... No, which they paid 75 million. But... Yeah. My, I, I can't, I cannot agree and with the fact that if Harry Kane's available for 100 million, 110 million, Man United, that would be my number one, number one choice, 100%. But Rasmus Winterhoyland, at the age of 20, with the potential he has, I have high expectations yep. too, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see yeah. what's going to happen. Rasmus Winterhoyland, Marcus Rashford, then you got Anthony or Sancho, and then a midfield with Bruno. Kazmiru, Mason Mount, or Eriksen, or Amrabat if it happens. These are options. Yeah. Much better than in the past years. So it's, it's Ericsson. I, 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 I want to see a Danish dynamite duo. I want to see Ericsson <laughs> deliver it and through walls to Hoyland. Uh, but hey, Rasmus Winter Hoyland um, has, has, has clearly impressed everywhere he's gone because it's his fourth club in not even 20 months 22 months something like that mm -hmm. because everywhere he goes he impresses and he levels up i mean what gasparini did for him at Atal atalanta they bought him for a couple million euros 20. solely uh, solely solely as a backup to begin with right mm -hmm. and then injuries muriel and who's the other one zapata uh injured pretty much all the time these days Hoyland got his chance, and my goodness, uh, he took it. But this 74, Euro, 74 million euros, likely going up to 84 million euros, mm -hmm. um, all off of really one one what? One decent season. Not yep. off of some light, you know, three seasons of consistent um, spending. But Manchester United, instead of going after d defensive depth, are now addressing their attack when they need defensive depth. And Manchester City is getting more defensive depth than an already ridiculously good Premier League defense instead of getting offensive depth, which is what we, they need. So it's kind of pretty funny um, that this is the way it's working out. But hey, Hoyland, I, I think, is going to be one. He's going to be a, a, a slow grinder. He's not. I think he's not match fit yet. He's coming off of an injury, so we're not going to see him for a little bit. So we're going to see Rashford probably up top or Sancho up top. Uh, before anything really happens here. But when all is said and done, what is your best top three? What is your best front three for them if everybody is match fit and ready to go? 100% I'm going to go with, at the left, Rashford, uh, striker, Rasmus Winterhoyland, and at the right, I hope to see Jadon Sancho from Borussia Dortmund. Okay, if that's mm. the case, with the creation of opportunities with Rasmus Winterhoyland of his mobility, that is much different yeah. from any striker that was there previously, uh, but Ronaldo too, I would see we're yeah. gonna see elite levels in my point of view. See, but people, yeah. tell us but, what do but, you but, but think about on. this Manchester oh, oh. United Man City? I, I yeah. I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see. But I got, I just got one more thing to say about this before we move on because I'm 100% curious to see what people think because the big question here is after 180 million spent, 180 million spent on Mason Mount, right? Uh, on Rasmus Winterholland. Uh, who's the one I'm forgetting right now? Um, my goodness, who am I forgetting? Oh, oh, no, no. Andre Onana. 180 million spent on those three. So Do you, we still feel like so United, United spent, has, United has spent, left up? United spent 180 million on Onana, Mason Mount, and yep. Rasmus Winterhoyland. Yep. Do you feel they've improved? I, I don't, and that's that's what I'm saying. What? Unless Hoyland comes in 
uh, and is an absolute beast uh, beyond the nine Serie A goals I think that he had. Uh, uh, unless they actually, well, they've improved, but so has all the other clubs. I don't see them getting any higher than they were last season at this moment in time. You think Man United what? will end above Here's Newcastle? Why. Here's why. Newcastle? Rafael Varane again. is one injury away from getting to who? What? But again, do you think Man United will end above, finish above Newcastle with the, with the players they brought in? No. No? You think Newcastle? No, Whoa, that's not old, man. No. That's bold. No, I, I absolutely. I mean, I think they're. I think they're, like fourth or fifth place right now on Ooh. my predictions. Manchester United. Yeah, I'm getting excited with that. But Onana too. That wasn't the best. That wasn't the best moment too in preseason. But people, no, let us know. What hold you... on, I'm not done. I'm not done. I got to say oh, one more dude. thing. Those people. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But those people that are worried about Rasmus Winterholen, I think it needs to be said. Uh, Rasmus Winterholen, one thing in terms of looking into him and, and learning about where he came from, he came from FC Copenhagen, okay, mm -hmm. which is just a youth talent factory. Those of you that are worried about Rasmus Winterholen and missing out on him, you know, the non-Manchester United fans, um, I discovered the other day that he has twin brothers that are two years his junior Copenhagen, at Copenhagen, yeah. and they both just debuted recently. One is a striker and the other is a midfielder. Emil is the striker, I believe, in Oscar is the midfielder. Uh, so if, if you want a Holland brother, just wait a year or two. Um, they might be taking the same route uh, that Rasmus Vinter Holland has taken to the top. I think if Rasmus Vinter Holland comes in and is the beast that we think he is, or the depth that is needed to unlock maybe the other pieces in, in United's attack, they could be above top four. But with that defense right now, absolutely not. I don't see it just yet. So Let's see. sorry. Let's see. But people, let let's us see. know what do you think in the comments section. And let's see if Man United will sign more players. That could be the case right now. But yes, Man United. But we mentioned Man City. And we, we got to say, Bernard Silva, please, please go to Barca. Okay, Barcelona needs you. No. Especially after Dembele has left. Why do you hate that Bernard Silva should go to Barca? Why do you it's hate that? It's not feasible right now. They're a selling club at this moment in time. Barca. Um, I, I, Ber Bernardo Silva. There, there's no way they're going to be able to land Bernardo Silva at this at at this time. Hey, there just isn't. I, I have. Hope. I think it's, it's. I have hope. I have well, hope. It's going to be a lot of. It's like Lewandowski. Be a lot of chess pieces moved around. Lewandowski. Yeah, I don't know. It was impossible too, and then all of a yeah. sudden he arrived at Barca. So I, I <laughs> look. I'm I'm hopeful, and the truth is, if Bernard Silva. Goes to Barcelona, Man City lose their favoritism in the Champions League, in my point of view. And Barca gain a lot, a lot, a lot more. At least top three after Bernard Silva arrives, in my point of view. He makes the Fair difference. Enough. He makes... And Bernard Silva is wanted badly by Luis Enrique at PSG. To stay by Pep Guardiola and Man City. And by Xavi at Barca. The style of play, the Barca DNA style of play is beautiful yeah. and it's right with Bernard Silva. That's why these three managers just want him. They just want him. And Barca have yeah. a strong problem, in my point of view, with wingers. Wingers. Vitor Roque is coming to replace Lewandowski long-term. But wingers? No, no, no. Dembele uh, leaving too. So, hey, I'm ooh. not... Let's see. Let's see. It's... What? And that, that's what I mean. Like this week, this past week has been all about the outgoings. And I get that they have to shed before they add. Um, but as of right now, I mean, they're going to cancel Sergino Dest's um, uh, contract. Fine. 
let him walk. Yeah. Frank Cassia is likely going to Saudi Arabia. Nico Gonzalez is signing with uh, Sign- with FC Porto, Porto yeah. um, which is great, right? Uh, um, Titi's gone. You know, a lot of this uh, Pablo Torre leaves on loan. Um, so there's a lot of outgoings. Um, and and Alba. I, I think I think to uh, yeah Alba Busquets all mm-hmm. leaving on free, uh, which was understandable because of their age. But you probably needed them for another year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, you can even throw in Antoine Griezmann in there. Uh, because I know you shedded Griezmann for 20 million euros, which is chump change compared to what he makes wage-wise mm-hmm. in a year, which is what they truly were offloading. But my goodness, Antoine Griezmann under Xavi? <laughs> Antoine Griezmann under Xavi would be a world beater. And he was really good under Simeone, obviously, last season uh, for Atleti. But could you imagine Griezmann in nah, this setup? No, no, no. I don't I, want to. I, I, really, I don't want to. I know, you, I know you don't want him there. But at the same time, I understand why they're doing all of this. But Bernardo Silva, I mean, you've still got Lewandowski. You've still got wages that have to be spent, and they've done some mm-hmm. uh, some reworkings there to keep the key pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what's next for them. And literally the only move I think that was announced this past week, except for outgoings and potential outgoings that have not been fully done yet, like Guzmane Dembele, um, I think Noah Darvish is one that's coming in. He was a star for Germany, Germany. in the U-17 year yeah. And they might be picking him up for three million euros, which I think is wonderful. But he's not going to help you for another year or two, and easily, we, maybe well, three. If we see from the transfer Inventory. windows of Inns of Barca, they have Inigo Martinez for free. They have uh, Gundogan for free. They have Ariel Romeo for five million. Yep. They've, they've, they yep. certainly they lock in Vitor Rock that was needed mm-hmm. replacement long term for Lewandowski. And now you're saying to me this wonder kid, this German wonder kid, that they have high hopes <laughs> to play. Is signed in and locked. I'm I'm hyped with that. Look, and, and so I'm saying they need wingers. They need players like Lemin Yamal. I'm praying that Lemin Yamal becomes the player that we all thought Fatih would be already. Okay, but I still think Fatih. This could be the season. But again, I always say this could be the season. But one thing's for sure: from last season to this one, Barca will solidify that they have the best defense in the world next season people okay Ter Stegen in goal I think Balde at the left back what a left back at such a young age Christensen Ronald Araujo elite duo and then they have Conde there but Cancelo is coming people Cancelo is coming people with Bernard Silva Xavi can deal with Cancelo and once again make him one of the best fullbacks in the world that if he's in the right mentality Cancelo is one of the best left backs in the world. But if he's so, not... So this is... Yeah. So this is like um, Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko to Arsenal last no, season. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Guardiola no, is going to no. let Bernardo uh, n- Silva no, end. They're going to let all that talent walk and I, Cancelo when they... I, I don't know, man. I really don't see it. I, I think... I'm going to say 90 to 10, 90% Bernardo, sti- uh, Bernardo Silva stays at Manchester City. I see, I see Cancelo. Like, for me, the then, Gabriel Jesus and the Zinchenko moves... It was the best for for them, you know, for the players, because they le- right. they reached the ceiling at Man City. Cancelo was the best in the world at a given point at Man City, and him leaving, yeah. he can be the best player, the best fullback in the world for another team still. And I believe he can get to that stage. So I think they are still reluctant to sell him to but, the wrong team. I'd say Man City, and certainly for the wrong but, price, they will not do that. So, but why won't why won't the same issues arise? that have arisen with Pep Guardiola that that made Jao Cancelo a uh, you don't want to be here, I'm getting rid of you, you're getting loaned out to Bayern. 
It's um, why do we? Why do you want that character at Barsha? Barsha? Why would Shabi want that character no, at Barsha? What's saying reportedly is that the reports have stated, and they've said it with evidence that this has happened. This has <laughs> happened with Guardiola and Cancelo. But Shabi still says, "Look, regardless of that, I think it's a big time player, and it's a player that I'm willing to work and see if I can get the best out of them." I really think that Barca need to risk. To, they need to pay the risk. They need to pay the risk. Yeah. They can't pay 90 million Guardiola. They need to pay a player that wasn't the best last season like Insilu and make him the best player in the world in his position. And I think that can be the case. But people, tell us your thoughts in the in the comment section down below. And I just want to say final with Barca is like they still will have the, one of the top three striker in the world with Lewandowski next season. They have uh -huh. a top three center back in the world with Ronaldo Rouge. Top three goalkeeper in the world with Ter Stegen. And I really, really believe that Balde at left back will be one of the best left backs too in the world. Uh, so these are so many positions that they have leading players and that they, they will have new personalities. So it's a new yeah, DNA with Xavi. <laughs> the Xavi it, it is. And, and if City, if City Gundogan shows up, then yes, this is a, this is a formidable formidable squad but as you said they're one two maybe three pieces away from doing anything in the champions league i think they'll, they'll go through i think barca will go through the knockout stages definitely and okay. imagine if barca wouldn't have gone through instead of inter uh, i think barca would have gone uh, to the champions league final last season so if barca get the right teams in the knockout stages afterwards barca can dream of a final they have Lewandowski, mm -hmm. that it can be an, an informed striker at any given moment. They have Pedri, that in my point of view, is one of the best midfielders in the world. They really, they're contenders. Right. If they're in the right momentum, they are contenders. And that's why Real need Mbappe to stop, to stop Xavi Ball. So let's wait and see. But people, tell us your thoughts. And don't forget to like this video about <laughs> Barca if you want more videos just like this. But you said Dembele. The PSG oh, yeah. rebuild is happening, and I really feel there's an acceptance more than ever that Mbappe yep. is leaving. I, I, I believe, I believe he's gonna go to Real Madrid this transfer window. I sure hope he does. And seeing Dembele coming, seeing Gonzalo yeah. Ramos coming, seeing a lot of reports on Colomani that's not needed if you have Gonzalo Ramos, people. Like, this, this is an acceptance of Mbappé leaving. So, people, leave your thoughts about PSG in the comment section and like like this video about PSG. Let's yeah, and, and not only that, there's an acceptance. It's almost as if a new Neymar has shown up, Ooh. right? Mbappé is not gone yet, but Neymar has shown up. Uh, if you I look like at him, it. he's playful. He's enjoying preseason. Uh, he's trying to force a bromance on Kang and Lee. <laughs> uh, I mean, there there's just so much to like about what's going on in terms of, at least within, you know, PSG's personnel. Um, and yes. what they're building there. But I love, I do love, I, I have to say it, Neymar as the veteran. Neymar as um, the, the guy that is, is setting this standard that all of these guys have to look up to, whether it's Gonzalo Ramos coming in, uh, whether it's Kang and Lee getting his foothold in Ligue 1, whether it's Vitinha and Ugart forming a formidable duo in the midfield, Neymar is going to be the guy that is is leading by example. Yep. Um, and I, I, I'm, I think that's better than Neymar um, worrying about, you know, Mbappe, worrying about Messi, worrying about, you know, these this trio, this three-headed monster mm -hmm. that was supposed to literally set world, world football alight. I think there needs to be that little underdog to PSG. I know it's funny to say underdog and PSG in the same sentence, but at, when it comes to a Champions League perspective, 
you need to have people with chips on their shoulder. Oh, yeah. um, and Neymar right now in preseason has looked peak. Maybe not peak Neymar. That's that's way too big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's he looks like big. he looks like he's having fun, and that's what we want to see. We we've always said on this podcast, Neymar plays best when he's having fun, and that's what it looks like. And it's with so. Luis Enrique too. <laughs> that he's always having True. fun and i completely True. agree with you i believe there's going to be a different neymar next season because now neymar is not a prince yep. at psg he is the king the king is back neymar at psg yep. with the departures of mbappe and messi and look i like it i like it i like a front three of neymar gosal remsch and yep. at the right dembele and then you have kangin lee that can come in asensio that can come in those are options that's options and that's what psg need a group and options that know their status at the club. But focusing on yeah. Gonçal, Gonçal Remsch on an 18 yeah. million package paid to Benfica is a bargain for the striker market right now, in my point of view. Not a bargain, okay. Gonçal Remsch for 80 million is the right price because he, the, the mobility he has, the finishing yeah. he has, the, cre the chances created the, of, of, of the way he thinks is a lead so anyone that's hating on Gonçal Remsch going they don't know ball in my point of view only Gonçal Remsch yep. has scored yep. a hat-trick next to Kylian Mbappé in this World Cup last World Cup yep. only Gonçal yep. Remsch and yep. he scored more than 15 goals in the Portuguese league without penalties at the age of 21 no player in Benfica's history uh, since uh, the, the 25 April, it's a uh, it was a prop uh, very pop popular date uh, revolution here in Portugal <laughs> independence uh, since then no one has scored more goals in Benfica at the at, at the age of 21 so Gonçalo Ramos has a high status high status so please I really trust this kid and PSG fans this is what you needed you needed a striker and Gonçalo Ramos will accept that he needs to be that striker that PSG need to win a Champions League. And with Neymar that talks Portuguese too. With Ugarte that he knows from the past. Vitinha, Daniel Pereira, Marquinhos. Hope, yeah. I hope Marquinhos is happier. Gonçalo Ramos, he can do it. So trust the kid. Well, trust the kid. He, he, he can do it. Uh, for all those Ronaldo haters out there, come on, you got to get behind Gonzalo Ramos too. He was the man that benched Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. You How hate can you Ronaldo? hate it? Hey, Apparently half the planet does, because if you're a Messi fan, you like half to hate Ronaldo, which, no, that's not true. You don't have to so, at all. Make a choice to like both, mm -hmm. right? Make a choice to like both. All right. But let's be honest here. The PSG, I mean, what has kind of remained the same, even though there's been some back and forth, we don't know at PSG if Marquinhos is actually on his way out. Mm -hmm. um, but the real bread and butter here and what's going to keep them um, probably out of hot water in the group stages in Champions League and making sure they get through is this defense. And mm -hmm. this defense has not changed too much. In fact, it's gotten better if Marquinhos stays. It's gotten deeper if Marquinhos stays because uh, across that back line, you've got obviously Donnarumma in goal. You've got Nuno Mendes on the left, and you've got Skriniar, um, or Skriniar, Marquine, Marquinhos, or Jimenez. One of the th uh, two of the three. I'm sorry. And you've got Hakimi on the right. And Lucas I mean, Hernandez. Lucas Hernandez. And, and Lucas. Oh, I'm sorry. And and what did I say? I said Jose Jimenez. Maria Jimenez. Said, yeah, yeah, Lucas yeah. Hernandez. I apologize. So you Lucas have Donnarumma, Donnarumma, Nuno Mendes, Lucas Hernandez, yep. Skriniar, Marquinhos, Kimpembe, and at the right. It you have another elite option, which is Akimi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, this, this is no, a I defense that is capable 
great offense too, but it's a defense that even without, while that offense starts to click, right? Mm -hmm. The Usmane Dembele on the right, uh, up top, you've got Gonzalo Ramos and you've got Neymar. I mean, while that starts to click and gel and get ready for those knockout stages, this defense should see PSG through. No problem whatsoever mm -hmm. and there's another um, thing and the too depth is huge so it's different from psg mm -hmm. last seasons you got you get a midfielder that zugart that's ugart's just willing to do defensive duties and no one in psg in the <laughs> last few years has been just a defensive unit that you say that's the guy yeah wasn't that player maybe yeah. idris Aguye in the past he was that player but since then yeah. nothing and at the world-class potential Definitely not. And Ugart comes to do just that. Ball conduction, defensive there ability. A, that's what he needs to do. Ugart. Ugart. So this is the PSG lineup. Yeah. The PSG lineup with Ugart, in my point of view, will have Ugart at the defensive mid, then Zaire Emery and Vitinha. I hope Borola Vitinha. Make make it happen. But Zaire Emery, Wonder Kid, is the that's the definition of this kid. Check him out. And then the three in front. Then you yep. have Neymar. And at the right, you have Usmane Dembele. But you agree with me with this? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do agree with you. Um, I, I'd like to see some other PSG kids get their chance, but they're selling them off like hotcakes. Uh, that's for sure. Vichyabu on mm -hmm. his way to RB Leipzig was a pretty highly rated center back. But yeah, if you're signing the players, you're signing for the depth that you have. This is a PSG that is made for the next year or two. It might not be a run for this year, but they're, we've said it before, this is a sneaky team, and I don't think there's anybody in Ligue 1 um, right now with the moves that they have made to fortify uh, after Messi's exit, after Mbappe's, this drama that's continuing. Mm -hmm. um, this this is encouraging, and I think Luis Enrique uh, is a massive part of that. Although there was some weird, like, no. planted media drama well talking said. about Luis Enrique and Campos. Well leaving planted Did you hear that? planted yeah. completely yeah. the Luis yeah. Enrique rumors to leave that's not gonna happen he's not yeah. gonna leave because Mbappe you, you're you know. telling me that you, Luis Enrique didn't know that Mbappe is going to Real Madrid come on he's Spanish he's the he's literally he was the Spanish manager you think he has no idea yeah. before he accepts the PSG job that is dumb rumors dumb false rumors completely and love to see it and what adding to what you're saying one two seasons this PSG yeah. project is they got Xavi Simmons for six million. Xavi Simmons for six million with names like Zaire Emery, better next season. Uh, Ugart, better next season. Vitinha, better next season. Nun Menge, better. That's a good young core. So I'm hyped to see. Yeah. But leave us your thoughts in the comment section down below about PSG. Ha, we want to see your thoughts. But, wooey, PSG, they were battling, battling to try to get this team to accept a bid. Tottenham. Harry Kane! Yeah. Is Harry Kane going to mm -hmm. stay at Tottenham this summer? Yeah. What? Daniel mm -hmm. Levy reportedly goes to Miami, doesn't even open conversation, I think, with Bayern Munich for the 100-plus yeah. million, million bid? Like, it's just yeah. disgraceful. If Daniel Levy doesn't accept the Tottenham legend like Harry Kane to leave to Bayern Munich to win trophies for a bid that's more than 100 million with one, one year left in his contract, Daniel Levy. That is embarrassing and disgraceful from my point of view. Not leaving a player do this. If it's his intention, he's going to earn even double.
double his salary yeah. at Bayern Munich, 25 million pounds that he's earning at Tottenham. And he's going to be a Champions League contender. And you're not leaving that happen? Like, that is... I, 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 it just saddens me that Kane is in this situation. But he put himself in that situation with the contract yeah. extension. But it's sad. Yeah, he did. It's sad. He did. And and one, once again, um, once again, the Harry Kane drama is going to hold back the rebuild, the absolute rebuild that needs to happen for Spurs. Um, and Bayern Munich is likely going to have to look elsewhere. Um, if we talk about what we thought held back Bayern Munich last season, sure. what made the Bundesliga title chase uh, again as difficult as it was, we know that it was the lack of quality uh, in in front of the in front of the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, most of their goals came from their wingers. Most of their goals came from Kimmich. They came from Muller. Um, on his last legs, and when it comes down to it, um, either Jamal Musiala moving forward for Bayern is going to have to be that guy, is going to have to score 16-17 and assist 16-17 plus, I don't know why I picked that number, Mm -hmm. uh, moving forward, which absolutely can happen because we know Musiala is capable in the long term of doing this and growing into that role, Uh, but, but if Harry Kane was your, if you had 120 million ready to go as a package for Harry Kane, and Daniel Levy decides not even to respond, then where do you go when you're Bayern Munich? Because you ain't a Champions League favorite nope. without a strike. Fucked. And Matisse Tell, Matisse Tell, they very clearly spending twenty million on him, still young, mm-hmm. spending twenty million on him from Stade Rene. Matisse Tell was supposed to be the guy that would grow into this role. Was supposed to take over for Eric Chupo Moting, the thirty-four-year-old that actually you know, was way above his pay grade last season in terms of production. But Matisse Tell was never given mm-hmm. more than one Bundesliga start last season. The more, he wasn't even given a chance. The more, so something has to be wrong in that Bayern camp where they think they didn't do well enough with Tell that they, I, I don't know what's happening. He came at but, 17. I agree. Matisse Tell, 30 million, big yeah, expectations. But, and like, yeah. he didn't give, it wasn't given the minutes. And I think he should get a yeah. loan move. The mo- but I just want to say, as a Ronaldo, Christian Ronaldo fan, the more time fa- <laughs> the more time passes, we clearly <laughs> see that Bayern made a big mistake by getting Sadio Mane instead of Christian Ronaldo. Instead of Christian yeah. Ronaldo, if Ronaldo was willing to have a wage cut, with rumoredly he was to go to Bayern Munich yeah. and win the f- win a league title in Serie A in La Liga in the Premier League, and then in the Bundesliga. That would have been elite, and maybe Bayern Munich would have done better in the Champions League too. But just say, you just know, say. Bayern, yeah. <laughs> but we just say with But Bayern, mm-hmm. yeah, but Bayern, like, they've done this previously. Stay within the Bundesliga. You know, you, you no. picked up Robert Lewandowski, a gen, you've picked up Robert, you picked up Robert Lewandowski back in the day uh, for, you free. know, cheap. Basically, free. and he ended up carrying you uh, free. There you go for cheap. That's what I meant, right? For nothing, uh, except his wage bill, which grew over time, but was not exorbitant when he first came over from Dortmund. Um, you know, do it again for half of what it would cost for Harry Kane. Go out and get Randall Kolomuani no. right now, which everybody seems to want. Why? Why not? I think Kolomuani is twenty-three, twenty-four years old. He could absolutely grow into an absolute beast for Bayern Munich with the exact uh, foundation that is already built there to be a Bundesliga, you know, winner every year. Now it's just about who is the guy that can grow into the role. And you've got Musiala growing behind him. A Musiala-Kolo kind of tandem. I'd give Vlahovic. I 
can, am here for that. I'd get 100%. Vlahovic. No way. I'd get Vlahovic. Vlahovic is nowhere near as mobile as Kola Muwani already knows the, how to, you know, navigate Bundesliga defenses. Kola Muwani is much better in terms of his, his physical stature and his ability to stay healthy. And Kola Muwani has been on the big stage and, and done it on the big stage, um, or at least looked good uh, for France uh, in the mm. World Cup. I love the idea of Kola Muwani at Bayern Munich. It is the cut rate bid compared to Harry Harry Kane, even though it cost a bit, you know, still quite a bit to get him. He'd be good for me for 20 goals next season in the Bundesliga and at least six to eight goals in the Champions League. I, think, I think he will be if he would, you know, I think he would be if he goes to Bayern, the top goal scorer, yes, but more than 16 goals. Then, I think Szczesko will get that too at Leipzig. But let's wait and see. <laughs> let's wait and see. But I do, I disagree with you vividly that Vlahovic is worse than Kolomani because I think Vlahovic wasn't in the right no team and at the right timing with the right manager too. So let's wait and okay. see with Bayern Munich and put down below your thoughts. And they still have MJ Kim that's doing a terrific preseason with Matthias Delict and Jamal yep. Musiala, all these big names. But Kane. Kane, sure. Tottenham, wooey, Tottenham, they need to sell Harry Kane in my point of view and accept that they have to move on. I've seen Taremi, Taremi News going to Tottenham for 20 million. I don't know if it's true. I don't know yeah. if it's reliable. It's been reported. But if, if it's the case, that wouldn't be a bad option. It's someone that can score more than 10 to 15 Premier League goals and he would be cheap. Okay, for for what he can score. Yeah. So, but still, it's not. It's Harry Kane's irreplaceable. But, but no, <laughs> that's he he is he is irreplaceable. But they're they're addressing what was another big concern of Spurs last season, and that and that is the defensive core, which yes. we'll get to. Center box, um, yes. I think you can you can sign too. I think you actually have a ready-made striker, somebody that will score goals in the interim. At, if you can bring him in with Taremi or bring in this young guy Alejo Valiz, uh from Rosario Central. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes down to it, uh, I think Richarlison could actually do the job. I mean, he's showing in preseason he can score a few goals. Mm -hmm. um, I think he can do the job. Um, I think they need another attacking piece, but I don't think we're giving enough credit to what Madison is going to bring to this attack uh, in terms of structure, in terms of, you know, constantly being dangerous, especially on set pieces moving forward for Spurs. So I'm excited to see what that is, but they can't do anything with Harry Kane still in the lurch because if you still have Harry Kane, this this is crazy because now you have to look at it and say, Harry Kane, son, you've got them all here, mm -hmm. and now you've spent a whole lot of money on your defense, too. I mean, listen to these names. Mickey Van de Ven has been brought in from Wolfsburg or will be brought in from Wolfsburg for $35, $40 million. 50. Um, 50 million. 50. Is it up to 50? 50 Okay, that's million. a lot for a one. Like, I was That's a lot shook. for a one season. Mickey Van de Ven Like, I was... Okay, is it a striker? <laughs> I was thinking, is he a striker? <laughs> no, I get you. I know he's a center back. It's, like, it's a lot. I mean, they're the spending a lot on defenders right now. Center backs are, like, all the rage. First, in the beginning stages of July in the transfer window when it opened, it was all midfielders, center midfielders. And now center backs are all the rage this past week. We'll talk about Chelsea in a second. But Mickey Van de Ven was great for Wolfsburg, but was he 50 million great? I don't know. But listen, this back line is, is pretty solid because you're going to have your first season of Destiny Udogi right? in a Spurs shirt. You're going to have, yep, and Vicario, a uh, great shot stopper, goalkeeper. Ah. Mickey Van de Ven. You're going to have Kuti Romero, and you're going to have Pedro Poro. Now, you still need some depth, 
but you're getting Eric Dyer out of there. I'm you're getting Tanganga out of there. I am reluctant on Vicario Breton. I think Lloris has been really? such a stone for them. And look, Vicario, 20 million. Seen some games mm-hmm. of him. I do not know if he can be in the, in the pressure lot. in the pressure of the Premier mm-hmm. League. But Udogi, I love your shawl. Udogi and Pedro Pope yeah. with big Ange, <laughs> big potential. I think they could be one of the Big best potential. fullback duos in the Premier League. And definitely young. Definitely young. Because Udogi, he's very young and he was great at Udinese. And Pogh, we all know. Uh, Pogh is phenomenal. But you said it, Madison, James but, Madison and Kuluzewski both will be in that midfielder, yeah. roaming midfielder role. And it's going to be very interesting to see to see how the mobility of a counter-attacking focused team, in my point of view, this Tottenham team will be play. Because it's going to be... Tapsoba, he's going. Tapsoba, he's going is what it sounds like too from Leverkusen. So sorry to Ooh, you just busted no, up your underst- entire attacking no, 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 talk. No. I understand I, that. I have to say, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about Spurs, uh, at least coming back into decent European football next mm. season. Right? Um, mm. it, it's tough because everybody else. I, well, listen, I'm just gonna... if Harry Kane, mm-hmm. if Harry Kane stays, I mean, yeah, that's like the minimum target, and they've. Definitely spent a whole bunch of money, and that's where they got it all from. Uh, but, but they spent all of that money in the, in defense, or did they spend it knowing that Harry Kane would be on his way out the door? That's what I am trying to rationalize. I think I, st- I still think they were they've been cheap for years <laughs> on end, and okay. I think they're just going bold <laughs> now because they see the competition, like United, Newcastle, New Aston Villa, even all spending yeah. more than them. But I just wouldn't bit the same. Yeah. My final question on Tottenham is: Do you think Tottenham? We'll finish above Newcastle then, with Harry Kane staying at Tottenham. With Harry Kane staying at Tottenham, I, I think they have a, a very good shot at doing so. And it depends uh, It depends uh, on these defensive targets. It, I don't it, think so. Not Van, De, Van De Ven is one season. I'm going to you know, go Newcastle, bold. I'm going to go bold. Uh, so. I'm going to go, go bold and say I think Chelsea and Newcastle can, will both finish above Tottenham. If Harry Kane Chelsea? leaves. Chelsea? Yep, I Chelsea think, hell no. I Chelsea think, hell no. Spurs Spurs above Chelsea oh, all day right now. Chelsea's gonna surprise a lot of people. But leave your comments down below about Tottenham and what you think will happen. But Chelsea, Chelsea can surprise mm-hmm. a lot of people this season, Brenton. Yeah. I am feeling it honestly. Pochettino yeah. with this team that no one expects anything, but they have a bold stature and history that they know they have to they have to match. Enzo Fernandez knows that Chelsea is the only team in London with Champions Leagues. Two Champions Leagues, in fact, he said in that interview. And he knows he needs a partner in crime in that midfield that I think it will happen. I think Chelsea next season will have Enzo Fernandez in midfield with Moise Caicedo next to him. And then in front of them, I think Michael Olise is going to happen, people. Michael Olise oh. to Chelsea. It's the right move. Make it happen. 35 million release clause. Cheap for what he's going to bring. And he stays in London. It's the best move. And this midfield is yeah. so good, mate. So good. I'm I'm hyped. It, it is. It is. But I'm going to tell you right now, Moises Caicedo to Chelsea is not getting done. Why? I don't see it getting done. I, they've already moved on. They they, they brought in Leslie Ugo, Ugo Chukwu. Hopefully mm. I got that right. 19-year-old from Stade Rene, uh, you know, who I think is going to grow into that role. Uh, but you didn't buy him to loan him out. You didn't buy him to loan him out. They bought him because they think Moises Caicedo is going to take another year or two. And I think Moises Caicedo is likely going to stay at Brighton at least this season. And I think he's preparing 
to do so, or no, there's going to be no, some no, crazy no. drama that happens. Yep. Um. But 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 Chel uh, but unbelievable. I have stopped trying to make sense of this installment payment thing. This this financial fair play. All of this capital that just but, continues to get like but on poured shit, onto the fire here at Chelsea. But I have to ask you. I have mm -hmm. to like we had a podcast literally one week ago. Okay, six days ago because we filmed on Sunday last week. And since then, Chelsea has spent 90 million euros in the books, and they've got potentially another 20 or so ready to go for David Washington from Santos. Um, and they're they're collecting Pokemon again. No, they're doing it all potential. over again. Great they're collecting potential. people. Um, Not collecting. But I like it. I like it, honestly. I, I remember speaking they, to you before this summer, and I clearly stated to you that Kolebali, yes. Havertz, Mason Mount, uh, Kante, Aspilicueta, there was going to be a huge, huge clear out at the club. And this is what's going to happen too, Gretchen. There's going to be a huge yeah. in. Caicedo is happening, mate. Caicedo, if it's not Caicedo, I guarantee uh, you a top midfielder so. will be next to Enzo at the beginning of next season in the Premier League. They will not have Leslie Ugochi. That what? was Wait, the replacement next, next that Caicedo. No, two, three weeks, Chelsea have, have, a, have a, a new midfield. With and so with a new player next to him, I think they will sign another player. And yeah. I love how you mentioned Leslie, because he was going to be the player that Brighton were going to replace yeah. Caicedo with. So Todd Boyley said, "I might as uh, well pay up and get the player that they're going to get for Caicedo." So I see it as depth. I see yeah. it as a great option. I think Cassidy will be going on loan to to Leeds. I love, I love that match with Enzo Mareska. Uh, I think he can do great things Potent. with, with Casade. And, yeah, and Andre Sanch, yeah. I'm positive. I'm really positive on yeah. uh, on Chelsea, being honest. And if Michael Olise happens, and then you see Robert Sanchez, it's not just Caicedo. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, Robert the, Sanchez the, too in goal. Graham Potter, Cucurella. I, they I keep know. on going, and it will keep on happening. They, Even Evan Ferguson, if they don't have a striker in two, three years, he might go to Chelsea. You yeah. never know. You never know. <laughs> I know, I know, and this is this is collecting when it comes down. They've honestly, they have bought the market value of Spurs in transfer fees. Uh, they have spent over half a billion euros on under twenty three talents in literally the last twelve months, and that's not even counting Ugo Chukwu. It's not counting uh, David Washington. It's not counting some of the ones that have yet to fully get over the line. Although Ugo Chukwu did get over the line. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I get what's going on here, but they're, they're not buying Premier League talent. That's the interesting thing, right? They're not buying Premier League uh, talent. Colville, they're buying, bottom, they're yeah. buying, Lawrence Stewart is obviously being leaned upon, right? As mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the sporting director, co-sporting director, mm -hmm. uh, obviously was at Monaco the past two seasons. They bought, they bought Benoit Badiashile first, and then they're like, Hey, let's get Axel de Sassi. Cause he was yes. pretty good for Monaco. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, which that's that's a great move, especially after the Wesley Fofana news. Exactly. Um, but when it comes down to it, they just continue to spend, to spend, to spend. And at some point, at at what point does does a player like uh, that would be thinking of going to Chelsea stop wanting to go to Chelsea? Uh, because of this way too much competition for spots. I think it's way still too early. much competition for spots. I think it's. Still I, early. I know. I think he's not done. I agree with you in that sense. Uh, that that Todd Bowley is definitely not done um, spending just yet. But if you bring in Caicedo uh, and say it gets done in the next week, that'll be 200 million spent 
in two weeks' time, mm -hmm. and I don't even think it matters. We're getting desensitized to it. It feels like Saudi Arabia is happening on our shores at this moment in time in terms of bringing in these players. What we really like about it and why I'm trying not to rationalize and figure it out from a financial point of view is what we love about it is these are all young kids, mostly, right? These are guys that we want to see do really well. But if you put 11 of them or 13 of them in your roster or you send four of them on loan to Strasbourg or something like that, you're going to need more places for these guys to play mm -hmm. uh, because they didn't come to play um, second-tier football. They yeah. didn't come to play Premier League 2. I get you, you know? I get you. And, and just going against what you're saying, though, I do see mm -hmm. Premier League talent or English playing playing in England talent being a bet for next season. Ian Matson. Ian Matson has been such yeah, a that's, positive that's impact from the mm -hmm. preseason at Chelsea. And honestly, it gives hope to the Chelsea Academy. It says that Pochettino looks inside too. And Levi Colville will be a huge role next season too for Chelsea. So I think we we're going to so. see a very different Chelsea next season from what we saw from last. I think the mentality's oh, changed. Definitely. And I think they'll yeah. be fighting for top four. I really believe Chelsea can get... They, I don't think they'll end top four, but they will be fighting. And I certainly feel if Harry Kane leaves Tottenham, they'll finish above Tottenham. In my opinion, Mudrik will be much better. Enzo will be much better with another midfielder. That if it's not Caicedo, if it's not Caicedo, get Andre. Get Andre, okay, of Fluminense. He's going to Liverpool. That's a bargain. That's a bargain for 20 million to get Andre from Brasileirão. Directly from Brazil yeah. to the Premier League. Very interesting that this is starting to happen. But why doesn't Chelsea so get him ahead? And he would be cheaper as a Caicedo replacement in my point of view. Well, but uh, there there is another cheap, cheaper option that is making its rounds. And that is Tyler Adams with a relegation hey, or, or with that no, relegation release clause no, 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 as depth. And I'm, no, I'm going to tell you right now, no. it is splitting U.S. Uh, U.S. Twitter, U.S. football Twitter right now. No. Trying to figure out whether or not that's a good or a bad thing. But you talked about it's very quickly Ian Matson. I agree. He is, yeah, with Chelsea. That's bad Absolutely. for Chelsea. That's no, that's Tyler Adams that, to Chelsea. I'm telling you, Enzo and Tyler Adams is in a Champions League winning midfield one day. And if it's Enzo and Caicedo, it is a Champions League winning midfield one day. I believe in that. Like Tyler Adams, Good. I'm a bit, I'm a bit reluctant. Yeah. I'm a hey, bit reluctant. Hey, they're looking on it. They're lo all looking all over the place, and that's what you have to remember is maybe it's a stopgap until Caicedo comes. That's why I feel like Caicedo is not imminent anymore. I don't think he's imminent. I don't think he's coming in uh, in, a, in a week or two anymore. Um, maybe I'm saying that out of hope that Brighton can hold on to him and they can have just a ridiculous season. Uh, but when it comes down to it, um, you know, you talked about Ian Matson, and, and that's great. It's wonderful to see him doing so well, and I'd love to see him get his time. Uh, but then you also, in the same setting, another guy that is impressed every time he's played for Chelsea, it's not, another academy guy, Lewis Hall. And it's more likely that Lewis Hall goes out on loan, mm -hmm. we're hearing to Crystal Palace, than it is for him to actually get a chance in a place where they're looking at it as, you know, well, Cucurella, um, we spend this much money on him, we have to at least give him time, and we'll just send Lewis Hall out to get. Rather, you start Lewis Hall, frankly. I think who starts right? is Ben Chilwell at the left. Uh, yes, yes. So Absolutely. I think but it's Cucurella not Cucurella. Has a lot this preseason. And mm -hmm. I think it's it's more on Ben Shilwell, but I agree with you from Lewis Hall to Cucurella. I'm I'm trust the youth guy and Lewis Hall has shown great, great, great examples in preseason. I, I get where you're coming from. And I think Chelsea yeah. they're they're trusting the youth hundred percent. Todd Boyley is literally saying, I trust Dude. the scouts. 
Like I've spent yeah. eight hundred yeah. well, more than eight hundred million pounds. You well, do your thing. And yeah. I think long term Pochettino has brought structure. Okay. Graham Potter didn't have the same structure that you can see with the group, the group environment. Okay. It was all over the place in yeah. the past. Right now, I don't feel it. I see a united yeah. group with the mindset that they have to change things in order to stay in a long-term project of a successful Chelsea. But two, let's see. Let's two see. quick things. Mm -hmm. Two quick things before we move on. Before we move on, I just have to say, let's hope that the Desasi and the Badia Shiele, that that kind of Monaco uh, yeah, allure, that Monaco uh, partnership kind of does well here because the last time obviously Chelsea signed a Monaco star. I think it'll be uh, cold. You might remember him. I think it'll be cold. It was Bakayoko. Do you think it'll be cold? Well, okay, I think we'll Levi see. Goble I mean, that's, that's, start. Lot mm -hmm. that's, that's a lot to throw right in there. Uh, the other thing I have to say, uh, beyond Ian Matson, beyond Lewis Hall, um, the other one, the other young guy that is really, really impressed has been Malo Gusto. True. And I'm not saying this is a shot across the bow for Reese James, but I'm saying for Chelsea fans out there, watching Reese James struggle, uh, sadly, obviously, with injuries over the past few seasons. We know how good he is when he's fully healthy. It must be an absolute breath of fresh air to know that you will have Malo Gusto uh, as a backup because that kid's a unit, and he's just getting started. He is just getting started. I, so would even, I, I, did, I did have to say that. Yeah. I would even suggest maybe in the future one day, Reese James going to the right, uh, the right center-back role and Malo Gusto having yeah. the entirety of that wing-back slot. Or to Madrid. I think that could happen one day. <laughs> ah, go to Madrid. <laughs> hey, Mbappe, that would be, that would be mad. Reese James on one side, Alfonso Davis too. That's the rumor. That's the rumor dream of all, every Hamlet fan. Rumor. But yes, too. I just want to say the striker, I like the Chelsea solve to the striker issue from my point of view. I know we've said in the past, he's not Harry Kane. He's not Lewandowski. He's not a Luis Suarez in the past, Nicholas Jackson right now. But he's a great potential striker that can score more than 10 to 15 Premier League goals. And that's what they needed last season. John Felix Havertz didn't have anyone in front of them. And that was a big, big problem but tell us your thoughts about Chelsea do you think Caicedo <laughs> is happening and what will happen if not let us know in the yeah. comment section and like like this video but kings of the transfer window we can say <laughs> Asa Milan are in the contention I was very disappointed that Paolo Maldini left and I think he left because yeah. he will never accept the future without Sandro Tonali there if he wants to be there. Because I think Tornali never it, wanted to leave Asa Milan. But the project it, was the... Yeah. I'm going to ask you, Breton, and like this video and leave your thoughts about this big topic of Asa Milan. I'm going to ask you, yep. was it the best thing for Asa Milan to sell Sandro Tornali for 70 million to Newcastle? I think it was the only thing that could be done with fresh eyes looking at the situation. I feel yes, the Thanos. I, think it was, I, I feel the Thanos. I, I, it, it was inevitable, right? Inevitable. It was inevitable. And if Newcastle <laughs> was going to offer you 70, you take it. Not because Sandra Tonali. I, hmm. uh, I am going to say something. I am going to say something that might be a little bit controversial or ooh. bold as you say it, right? But I don't think Sandra Tonali is necessarily a generational talent. I don't think he is somebody that um that you know was not worthy of a price tag. I think he's one of and the best 70 million in... I think he's one of the best. CDMs. I think maybe around his around his age, 
sure, but but there's quite a few I think that are better than him. And I, I'm that's bold. You know, we we should probably list him. Hey, I think I, we're gonna have to list him. We, I we think, can go through that. Um, I think Tonali yeah, to no. Newcastle uh, makes Newcastle a Champions League top four team in the consensual for next season. Huh? It's like a statement oh, done by now. Newcastle. It's like saying. We're getting players like Donali. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. But I feel you. I, I, like, it was the best thing to do. Now, that, yes. I, it's a tough question. So leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think it was the best thing to do? Let go Donali? Because yeah. does AC Milan now have the best wingers in the Serie A with Samuel Chukwese and Rafael Yeah, I think they do. I mean, Samuel is absolutely um a talent and i think he is going to just eat in syria Fuck. um when he got going for Villarreal in la liga uh he was unstoppable and we've seen him in europa league we've seen him do this in in the european competition as well um but on top of that i mean just talk about what tonali's money has been spent on you have depth across the board Yes, there are some kind of unknowns here, but we've already seen glimpses of them really working out. <laughs> Yunus Musa is the latest, 20, 20 million. million. Christian Pulisic coming in for 20 million. You keep him healthy, he's going to be a lightning rod for you. Samuel Chukwesi is an absolutely ridiculous steal for 20 million. Part of this insane Nigerian talent bump that we can't seem to put together to make a really formidable Nigerian national team, but there's so many great Nigerian attackers 20 million is going to go down as a just a cheap price tag for him. Tajani Reinders, who I maintain is going to be one of the best Serie A signings uh, in this offseason. Ruben Loftus Cheek, who's a utility man. Uh, Noah Okafor, who can play striker. He can play wing. He'll start at striker potentially. Mm -hmm. um, and Luca Romero getting picked up on free. I just don't see how you look at this and say that that's bad. No, right? Like I... seven out of seven is going to have to miss the. Average age of the signing is 23, and this makes you a better team in the long run, even if it doesn't work out in the first year. I but I think it's going to. I, I really think they're Scudetto contenders. I do. I, no, definitely. Some Milan are definitely uh, Serie A contenders, but I am still yeah. reluctant to say that they're the number ones. I want to touch base on a lot that you said and, with all the signings. I think on a yes. Asa Milan, from the signings that they did, from 0 to 10, I'd give it a note of like 7. Yeah. A lot of potential. A, a bit of uncertainty yeah. with some of these players like Okafor and Serie Like, Shukweze is sure. amazing. But still, Tijani Reinders, he's replacing Tonali. So there's a, a bit a bit of still, let's wait and see. But I, I, I think, given the fact that he has left Tonali, they did the best that they could, honestly. And yeah. I seeing Pulisic, <laughs> I think <laughs> that they will be lining up next season. I think AC Milan next season. We'll have Okafor Ojihu in front. I think Rafael Leon will be in the left wing spot. I think Pulisic will be in that 10 role. Very curious to see him <laughs> in that 10 role. Then at the right wing, Shamos Chukweze, Tijani Reinders next to Ben Asir. I still think Loftus-Cheek will have to earn that spot. Ben Asir is still the best midfielder. And Musa, let's wait and see if he can steal, steal the starting spot from Tijani Reinders or... Uh, ben Asad, do you think he'll start, Musa? I, I think I think by mid-season he will work his way in there next to Reinders. Yes, it it, it depends on Benasser and his health and uh, come up. But Musa can play multiple roles. I mean, at, at times he played it's a bold. six for the U.S. team. Uh, he played at he played at the eight. 
Uh, he's never played at the 10, but the fact that he can jump between those roles and even play dual roles um, is going to just be huge versatility-wise. And let's remember, like, I, I don't know how many off the top of my head because I didn't do my research, but even though he had possibly his not his best professional season for Valencia last season, I mean, Valencia all around was pretty terrible. Ooh, yeah. Um, he is so young mm -hmm. and still working through this. And he is, I think, under Pioli. Pioli is going to know exactly how to work him. I, He's going to know exactly how no, to work I think with him. Milan so, I, I think Isa Milan by Musa and Pulisic, not for their form at Chelsea, yeah. at Valencia, for their form for the U.S. men's national team. They're complete different players. I completely agree. You even say Absolutely like correct. Musa is one of the best players at given moments for the U.S. men's In national team. Yes, yes, I 100%. And I think he was one of the bigger reasons um, why we even qualified in the first place when all is said and done. I, th I still think he's got a lot of growing to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm just here for this. Maybe there is a little bias thrown into this because <laughs> Inter and Juve have not, they have not been sitting and resting on their laurels here. Uh, they want to chase Napoli too at the top. Um, but, and and Juve is pursuing Lukaku, and they've got Timothy Weah, and they've and, got some others. And Ace but Milan, Inter is the one. And Ace Inter Ma is the one that is saying. And Ace yeah. Milan wanted yeah. to sign Lukaku, and Inter, well, they rejected the, the the possibility. A lot of Balogun talk yeah. to go to Inter. But leave us your your talk. Leave us your thoughts about Ace Milan in the comment section, and don't forget to like this video. But you're saying Inter, oh. <laughs> Inter, Juve. Serie A uh -huh. is going to be heating up. I'm very curious to see what, what will happen. And if Balogun will go to Inter, I think that would be a great deal for Arsenal and for yep. Balogun too, personally. Lautaro and Balogun. Yeah, yeah but it'd be huge. But uh, Inter also lost. I think Tenali was tough for AC Milan, but Inter losing Brozovic um, and Onana, big losses. But listen, they've already they've got Jan Sommer mm -hmm. coming in, um, who should be one of the best Serie A goalkeepers. Uh, probably for day one um, heading into this. Uh, they've got Fratese, who I'm really intrigued to see in that midfield. Taram, um, you know, even if Balogun doesn't come in, Taram can do do some stuff. I agree. Um, and if you get Lukaku, I, I mean, there, there's and Quadrado to bring him in and say, hey, you've got another year or two left in you. Let's get this done. We got some versatility. Um, these are smart moves. Um, the one I'm really intrigued about that I don't think has gotten over the line just yet, but there was a breakout star, I believe he's Serbian, uh, Lamar Samarjic for uh, Udinese last season. Um, and I think Inter's going to get that over the line. If they do get that over the line, um, Inter and AC Milan, I think, are going to be fighting for the Scudetto. Um, mm. And I think Napoli's, it depends on who the next signings are for Napoli. And it depends uh, but if Inter, Inter keep Barella. They lost Onana. They can't lose Barella. I think they are. And if Bernard they, Silva they leaves might. Man City, I don't know. Domino effect. Never never know. <laughs> you never know, Francis. <laughs> you never well, know. But once again, once again, Syria, let's be honest, is shaping up for the the league to watch, in my opinion. Ah. If you want close, close races at the top, um, I mean this is gonna be a nail biter to the end and uh you know, it's it's all on the back of, for the most part, young town. I, um, I whether it's Victor Osimhen, who's only 24, whether it's all the guys AC Milan brought in. I mean, this is intriguing stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I swear, I'm, this is not an ad for CBS Sports, Golasso, or Paramount Plus, or anything like that. But Syria is hot right now uh, when it comes to the four, five, six teams. I mean, even Atalanta. 
isn't resting on their laurels. Yeah, like El Bilal Torre, they've already, yeah, they've already spent their money um, bringing in some phenomenal players. El Bilal Torre and who the heck did they just sign, man? Chose the Ketzalar's coming. Um, Chose the Ketzalar's coming so, soon. The Ketzalar, and that is going to be an under the radar signing because I think him yeah. under Gasparini is going to work out really, really well. I think he's going to get back to being Club Bruges de Ketzalar. I really do think he will. Um, and they also might be bringing in Skamaka. They might be bringing in Skamaka from West Ham for, uh, for twenty-five million. And for twenty-three so. million, Chose the Ketzalar is yeah. a bargain if he's in that form. I completely agree with you. Agreed. But let's wait and Agreed. see. Let's wait and see. I wanted to know though. Carry on. I think you mm-hmm. you know more than me definitely about this league's cup, league's cup action mm-hmm. where Liga Mexicana play teams and the MLS teams. You guys are winning, right? I see more MLS teams oh than gosh. Liga Mexicana teams when I see these knockout yeah. stages. What's happening? Yeah, so <laughs> so League's Cup, uh, just to recap, it's all the Liga MX teams, all the MLS teams. They shut down both leagues for a month, and then they play a World Cup-style tournament. Mm-hmm. We are now in the round of 32 is done. We are into round of 16, and I am happy to report in my biased American self that 11 MLS teams remain. Five Liga MX teams remain. There was a little bit of uh, Liga MX comeback uh, in the past, the last few fixtures. But listen, now it's round of 16. Um, And Lionel Messi has not played a Major League Soccer game, even though we've been talking all about Major League Soccer. He's only played in League's Cup. And Lionel Messi now has to go to FC Dallas with it 105 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is, Celsius. Can you do that math quickly? Uh, But he's going to have to go to 105 degree Frisco, Texas, and play in front of a sold-out crowd, and now we're going to probably see his first test because he's not playing at home in front of, you know, a bunch of whatever. Uh, But really, to be honest, it comes down to the fact that um, MLS teams are... It's the opposite Going of out Stoke well. City. He needs to show up in a burning day, <laughs> not in a rainy it is, day. It is, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I'm laughing. That is good. Yeah. It's like what? A, a, uh, a hot, sticky day in Frisco, Texas, <laughs> of all places. Uh, it has to be done. And not only that, dude, like LAFC, they had a Liga MX opponent in Juarez, um, and I think they, they throttled them. Seven to one. Carlos mm. Vela, uh, De- Denny Buwanga is absolutely off the mark right now, just killing it. They had they had a bye. They didn't even play group stage games because they were the MLS champions, sadly, over Philadelphia Union. Um, and LAFC came in and blitzed them 7-1. to one. So the, what's really interesting here is that there's this age-old understanding that Liga MX spends more. And Liga MX has deeper rosters. Salaria. And there is still a degree to... Yeah, there still is an absolute degree to truth to that. And let's be honest, Club America is still in this. Tigris UANL is still in this with uh, <laughs> Gignac. And Diego Lainez. Uh, so there are some very, Luka, very right? good Liga MX teams. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really do Club love America. this competition. Club America. Look, yeah. there's history. Yeah. That's why League's Cup, I like to see. It improves most leagues. The visibility. You see more. 100%. And now with Messi. 100%. I'm going to say this. Messi, uh-huh. before Messi had arrived in Busquets, they were the worst team in the odds to win the League's Cup. Since then... Messi has won every <laughs> game in the League's Cup. And honestly, they're contenders to win it. I can't. St- I, when are. I hear Dallas going to yeah. be a problem for Messi, I'm thinking, no. You know why, Bretton? No. You know why? Why? I think why? that the big, the best deal, obviously, Messi is the best deal. But Sergio Busquets <laughs> has elevated <laughs> the whole entire team 
of Inter Miami to another level. Because that's what he does. Just like he did at Barca, yeah. he's doing a, a lower level in the LMLS and Leagues Cup, as we see. A partner in crime like Busquets for Messi? That is elite. And that's a luxury that no one in the MLS ever had. Actually, nowhere, no one in the world of football has ever had, but not Spain and Barcelona. Inter Miami yeah. has that luxury to have the best defensive mid in the history of football, Busquets. And he True. is doing True. amazing passes and amazing moments. So Jordi Alba, Lionel Messi, yep. Sergio Busquets, mm -hmm. makes Inter Miami a contender to win the League's Cup, in my point of but, view. But tell but us your early predictions. That. We're going to get to that. No, yeah, but not only that, just really, really quickly to, to expand on that, because Busquets and Messi, uh, this is the whole, like, make your teammates better. Mm -hmm. And immediately when you come in you have a guy like joseph martinez who knows messi right and has already been very very good and once was atlanta uh, atlanta atlanta united's i had to you know bring my american uh, accent back into because we were talking about atalanta before but joseph martinez and miguel Almiron once Ooh. previously won the mls cup with tata martino and atlanta united in front of 75 80,000 fans it mm -hmm. was insane right Joseph Martinez is now Messi's best friend, and Messi has already put it on the platter. Joseph Martinez is supposed to be the selfish striker, and he laid off a pass to Messi for his second goal the other day uh, in their win over Orlando City. Of he did. And Messi has five goals because of Joseph Martinez, because of Busquets, <laughs> but also I have to... Robert Taylor, finish whatever you want to call him. Finish, I don't even have what his, you know, uh, com comparable uh, person would be anywhere else. But Robert Taylor was once in the lower leagues, the non-leagues of England. He was once playing uh, in the Vekas Liga, I think is what it's called, in the Finnish Premier Division. Ah, yes. And he comes over and he makes his way into Inter-Miami. Uh, and he is not really seen as too much of a threat, although he has scored great goals against Philadelphia. Robert Taylor has now, I think he's got like three goals, four assists. He is matching. The production of Lionel Messi, because this is what happens. Yeah, so Inter Miami, in a very short moment, shows how when you make a big signing like Lionel Messi, it's the right character fit, it's the right time, uh, it's the right place. I mean, League's Cup, for him to come in, uh, he has already made uh, the majority of Inter Miami, Robert Taylor included, better because of his presence. And I agree with you. I mean, they're definitely a favorite for League's Cup right now, although they haven't gone up. Uh, against a very solid Mexican side yet, um, so we'll see. But I am I'm rubbing my hands together, uh, Alex. But let's wait for the semifinals. See. Let's wait to see. I, I want to see the predictions. I want to see. I want to see Philadelphia Union. I want to see your thoughts here. So we'll get to Philly. So, but at the West, okay. LAFC yes. versus Salt Lake. Who goes? Who goes through? LAFC. Club Tigres against yes. Monterrey. Uh, Tigres. I mean, Gignac and Lainez, I mean, that that's oh, a good team. Gignac. That team is a favorite, oh, in my opinion. Oh, I love Gignac there. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota against yeah. Toluca. Uh, Toluca is another favorite. That's one of the strongest teams. But Minnesota I think is good, have a great so. South African player in front, don't they? Great player. They they do. Bangahalo, I don't know how to say his name. He's been on yeah. since joining them but so, yes i gotta say toluca is just solid up and down i think they'll uh they'll beat up on minnesota's defense i want to know this answer now <laughs> club america <laughs> nashville nashville of Mukhtar, <laughs> the mls mvp yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nashville is tough. They're playing at Nashville's house. Uh, although, I don't know. I'm gonna say Nashville on penalty kicks here, even though Club America is is one of the one of the best Club America. Uh, is one of the best Mexican teams left in it. Yes, for sure. Club America, get it done. I'm for them. I'm for them. Uh, if not Philly, of course. Philadelphia, you? New York. Who goes through, Bretton? Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia is going to go through on this one, hopefully in a little bit better way than they just got. Uh, they just beat DC United on penalties. So I'm going to say Philadelphia into the quarterfinals. Mm, I love it, Philadelphia. Okay, Gazda, go bold. So Club Querétaro. Chat. Against New England yeah. of Carl Gill. Mm. Who goes through? Uh, <laughs> Gill, man. Gill in New England. <laughs> even though, you ready for this? Bruce Arena is on administrative leave because mm. of something that happened behind the scenes. And they might lose their 23-year-old Serbian goalkeeper, who's one of the best goalkeepers in the league, because he is pouting because he can't get a move to Europe. Um, so they'll be, uh, they'll still make their way through because they're they're that good. New England okay. is that good. It'll be Philly, New England quarters. And Dallas, Miami. Do you believe Messi's gonna get that done? <laughs> uh, I do. I do believe Messi's gonna get that done. But 105 degrees is 105 degrees, and Jesus Ferreira is gonna have something to say about it. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, Me Messi and Busquets, I think. Uh, it's going to get weird in the late ones because every game is every four days. Ooh. Every game is every four days. And they'll get so, it done. They'll get it done. Yeah. They're, they're used to that. They're used to Champions League football. <laughs> uh, and Charlotte, to finalize, Charlotte against Houston. Who goes through? Mm. I got. I'm going to say, even though they're playing in Charlotte, I'm going to say Houston's going to win uh, because Carasquilla and Hector Herrera uh, are actually playing pretty dang well. Uh, and they brought in some um, they brought in some uh, reinforcements as the secondary transfer window has closed. So I'm going to say a Houston Miami quarterfinal. So very um, interesting for me to point this out. In your predictions of the League's Cup round of 16, you only have two yeah. Mexican teams going through, which are Club Toluca yeah. beating Minnesota, and then a Mexican team has to go through a Club Tigres against Monterrey. <laughs> so you have yeah. to huh? you have to have one. <laughs> I think Love I it. think out of them all, Toluca is a favorite to win this thing, even though there are a lot of MLS teams, and I'd love to say that they can win it. Uh, <laughs> I think Toluca, from top to bottom, is one of the best Liga MX teams, possibly the best team in this uh, in terms of depth of roster. So we'll see. Oh, I love this. I love to talk about different leagues, especially you yeah. being a fan that loves MLS Liga Mexicana. So it's amazing. <laughs> but you at home. If you clicked on this thumbnail, you must like MLS and Leagues Cup and leave us your predictions of the round of 16, the quarterfinals too, if we don't talk about it before we get to it. Leave your yes. thoughts and go bold and leave a like in this video for more content just like this. If you're listening until now, episode 117, it's been a fun one. It's been so fun, but please make sure you let us know what you are thinking about AC Milan, about Manchester, about Chelsea, about so we've gone we've gone into a lot of places in this spot, haven't we, Brenton? <laughs> yes. So yes. you might as well leave us your comments and don't forget to share this with other people. We want to spread the word of the FC Wonder Kid podcast and like like this podcast. And if you're listening until now. Thank you. Thank you for going bold in another podcast, people.